From the studios of Teeing It Up in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up. Presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 12 of the National Football League season. Um, Luke's here, I'm here. Two yards in the second half. Do we want us to start? Do, do we want to start there, or do we want to start with the Vikings? Yeah, I mean, pick your poison. Neither neither spot is a, a great starting point. No. All right. So I'll just tell you about my game. My game was cold, windy, and Mac Jones was able to move it. Didn't impress me. I don't know what Belichick's thinking with his, with with the way he's arranged his coaches. Um, and they just lose on a punt return, whatever. You gain two yards. That's the bigger thing with me is you only gain two yards and a half. You don't deserve to win. Punt return or overtime or tie, whatever it is, you don't deserve to win. How was your game? I'm with you. I think you probably did. Uh, you... you uh traveled more yards uh, just going to the bridge and back during the second half of watching that uh, terrible performance. Yes. Two inches per play in the second half. Yeah, that's brutal. Just brutal. You uh, stick with, if you're the Jets, if you were running the Jets, you start Zach Wilson this week? Against the Bears? I do, yeah. and I basically say we're going to have to, as an organization, look at what's best for this team. We're still in the playoff chase, and yep. we're still fine. And the weather's schmagetter. I, I don't want to hear these excuses. You let the whole franchise down. Um, and it wasn't the idiotic throws as in first time against the Pats game one and look they they miss tremendously Brees Hall but the inability to do anything to get any receiver when you've angered your receiver room I think you have to say look either you do that or we're gonna have to go to a veteran in Joe Flacco who at least knows how to present himself as an NFL quarterback Because Mike White is the better option. Mike White is the younger, better option. But that receiver room, we're good enough to win and we're at risk for losing the locker room. That's my concern. Right. Yeah, I know that's a big talking point and how things ended the other day. You know what's interesting? What you mentioned there, for both, it applies to both the Jets and the Vikings. And it's a line that I always... Uh, referred to from the great Dennis Green who says how you feel about your record depends on when the wins are and when the losses are and uh, you know as you said the Jets 6-4 and four, still in the playoff race the Vikings what a, that was one of the most embarrassing performances I've seen in a long time but yet still 8-2 second best record in the NFC so you know football since it's such a short season and you have a week in between games we all tend to overreact to a single performance 
be a hope in both cases against the Bears. It's a good bounce back spot at home. A short week against the Patriots, maybe not as easy of a bounce back spot for the Vikings. But hopefully, for both of our sakes, your team bounces back the next week. You forget about what happened the previous week. Everyone's feeling good again. Winning cures all. So you try not to overreact to just one performance. But boy, that was a tough second half for your Jets. And I mean, overall, for the Vikings, just a terrible Sunday at the, at the ballpark for Minnesota. But, uh, you know, you, you hope it's just one game and you move forward from it. Yeah, so let, let's dive into the Vikings thing. Were you exposed? Was Dallas just better? What happened? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't, know if they, I don't know if they were exposed. You know, the offensive line was a concern coming into the year, and the offensive line has been playing great, and maybe because of the competition that they have faced. And when they went up against the Cowboys, which is one of the top three pass rushes in the league, you know, maybe in that sense, maybe the offensive line did get exposed. Uh, Kirk Cousins was pressured more than any quarterback. I think in like a game since the, ever since they started tracking those stats, he was pressured on almost mm. thirds of his dropbacks, which is absurd. So I don't know if he was exposed. Like it was something we talked about going in. It was a concern uh, going into the game that we discussed Sunday uh, morning, and I thought that they'd be able to handle it better. But you go back to the Minneapolis miracle. That and the game Saturday that went against the Bills, uh, Sunday I should say, against the Bills uh, the previous week were the two games in at least the last 15 years that were like the wildest wins for that franchise. And they followed it up after the Minneapolis Miracle losing by 31 points against the Eagles, and they followed it up losing by 37 against the Cowboys, one of the worst losses in franchise history. So it's a bit of a cop-out to just use that as an excuse, but we do see it um, uh, all the time that a team gets a big win, and then they just have that emotional letdown the following week. And what was discouraging was there was no fight from the Vikings. They didn't do a single thing good. The Cowboys were better than them in every area. They manhandled them. It was embarrassing. I just hope now the Vikings will bounce back. They're at home. It is a short week, but it's going to be national TV against the Patriots. Thanksgiving, everyone's going to be watching. You know, I hope they have some pride and uh, they're ready to go at home Thursday night because uh, that was just a horrendous performance Sunday. And I'm willing to chalk it up to just a hangover from that game in Buffalo. Talk about hangovers. Really interesting day if you look at the National Football League. Detroit goes in and beats the Giants, who I was who I was told was quote just bad on both sides of the ball. <laughs> I had no information about other games <laughs> at like you know four twenty right. So I'm in. Yeah. So I go from jet mode to golf mode to work mode. Right. Okay. So I'm like searching out information. Like like what happened in your game? Where was it? Was it some freak thing or whatever? Quote, bad in both aspects of the game. Especially in the Giants game, they started slow. What do we have what have we said about Detroit all year? Luke, say it. I don't know. You put me on the spot. What do we say? They can put up points. <laughs> yes. That they can do. That they can do. You go into a shootout against Buffalo. That's interesting. I, I'm just saying. Training, yeah. You know, back to the same arena, back, forth, back, forth, trying to dig out from snow, cold. I'm just saying, you get into a track meet, and you just start wondering. Um, the Bills should, should dominate them. This should be an easy win, right? But just the, the weird ways that these games have gone should be easy. The Giants, apparently look bad, go up against the Cowboys, in a huge game that could define the season for each of these teams, 
especially if Philly had lost that game against Indianapolis last Sunday. And you go, and you travel down to Dallas, and you want your pride, whether you're, you know, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, whoever. And Dallas, you wonder, it's like those basketball teams. Did you, did, did you score too many points the game before that you needed to transfer over to the next game? Did you put up too many points? And then at night, you have a Patriot team that has no quarterback. Seen him once in person, once on TV. Not a Mac Jones fan. That does not have enough weapons against your Vikings that I don't know what to think. Yeah, I think it's an interesting slate of games. I'm very confused, Luke. I'm very confused. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you just have some turkey on Thanksgiving, and you, you let the guys uh, figure it all out there on the field. Um, you know, I do agree with, with the breakdown. I think for Bill's Lions, the Lions at one point there were the highest-scoring offense and the, the worst defense. Something um, like that. You know, they have a... They have the ability to hang in there with anybody because of their offense, but I don't know if Jared Goff can keep up with Josh Allen, and I don't know if their defense is as good as the Bills. It is certainly not as good as the Bills. So, you know, that's why you see the Bills favored by, by nine and a half, but it could be a shootout. It could be an interesting game. Giants-Cowboys, I think the Giants are in the same spot the Cowboys uh, just were in. The Cowboys are coming off a bad loss, going up against a team, coming off a great win, and uh, in this case, you know, the Cowboys are coming off that great win, and the Giants are coming off a bad loss against the Lions. Now, maybe it's just New York coming back to earth, and maybe the Cowboys have hit their stride, and they truly are one of the best teams in the league. I find that hard to believe. I don't think they're 37 points better than the Vikings like we saw on Sunday. Um, and so now, short week, Daniel Jones always plays better on the road. I think this is a similar situation to what the Cowboys were just in, where you know you have to worry about, as he alluded to, Dallas coming out a little bit flat, and the Giants being hungry because they just got embarrassed at home by a Lions team that, that they should have beaten, and that wasn't even all that competitive. Uh, they got beat up and battered. Now the Giants are a little beat up themselves health-wise, um, but you know, like that number, Vegas has Cowboys favored by nine. I think that's way too high. I think it's a competitive game. Maybe I'm wrong, and the Cowboys are that much better. Uh, we'll see. But I think all three games are intriguing. Uh, the game, the smallest spread is the Patriots-Vikings Thursday night. I'd like to say the Vikings take care of business at home, but we know Kirk Cousins struggles in prime time. It is a short week. They did just get embarrassed. We'll see if there's a, you know, a blueprint out after what we saw Sunday. Belichick, of course, is a defensive mastermind, and the Vikings have never beaten Bill Belichick with or without Tom Brady since he arrived in New England. He's undefeated against the Vikings, uh, so you know it's uh, hard to expect that the Vikings will will find a way to get it done against him. Thursday night may not be a lot of points. You mentioned the Patriots' bad offense, but we know what Belichick can do on defense. Maybe that'll be a, a lower scoring game. And who knows? The turkey doesn't knock you out. Maybe it'll be uh, that game Thursday night to, to finish the day. Um, what am I? Am I missing something, or is Sunday's slate really bad, or not bad, but just kind of the same Sunday slate we've been seeing, which is one good team against one bad team? Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of uh, the new norm, I guess, in the NFL. Yeah, because I think there's only one game between two teams with a winning record on Sunday. Which is? Bengals-Titans. Which is a fascinating game. I was going to bring this up as my sleeper game if you didn't mention it. Oh, well. I guess we'll have to use it now. (laughs) We're not sleeping on it anymore. Um, Cincy, though, I think has slept on some people and is now building themselves back up. Yes, no? 
I'm with you. The offense has been great the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think people look at Tennessee, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, fantasy points. Watch out. Watch out for Cincinnati. And I'll give you one other bookend um, to this uh, Rams-Chiefs game. Let down alert. Let down alert. Let down alert. Rams are going to hold this game close. Interesting. You know, I could, I could potentially... Even with all their problems, even with all their problems, this should be the easiest win in the history of mankind. Right? I just think this weekend is quirky. It's just quirky. Yeah, it could be. I, you know, the Chiefs uh, have struggled when they're huge favorites. At least struggled in terms of covering the number. So it may be closer than a lot of people. I don't, even, I don't even think gambling. I just think that they're gonna have a problem winning this game. Whoever the quarterback for the Rams is, I just think that this defense can suffocate sometimes an offense. And if you do that, you get a couple bounces your way. You never know if you can. Hold Patrick Mahomes down. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the offense can keep up. I mean, it's been a, a struggling offense there for the Rams, with or without Stafford. Now without Cooper Cup, uh, just a bit of a disastrous season for them. And um, see if they can put together some sort of good performance uh, on the road in Kansas City. Certainly won't be easy. Hello. Yeah, you got me. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were going to add something, but yeah. Period. In Kansas City, it's hard to play Arrowhead. Yes, I think. That's right. I, I think all was that. Period. Stop. I thought you. Yeah. Yeah. Just period. End of story. Um, yeah. <laughs> folks, that's one of those live production things where I know where Luke's going. I just didn't know if Luke was going to add another sentence to that. In any case, you're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. I know, I know. Your game of the week. Ooh, game of the week. You know what? I guess I'll say, you know, I'll go, no, I'll go Giants-Cowboys. Both 7-3, and three, big game for the division, and for the reasons I laid out earlier. I think it's, you know, it could be a bounce-back spot for the Giants, could be a letdown for the Cowboys, or maybe what we saw Sunday are their true colors, and, um, you know, uh, by transitive property, the Cowboys are that much better than the Giants right now, but we'll find out Thursday. I, I think it'll be far more competitive than uh, most people think. A squared plus B squared equals C squared? No. Yeah, yeah, something like that. No, that's the hypotenuse thing. The, the yeah, a, whatever, who knows? If, if A and B is true, and then B and C, and then A and C, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. A equals B equals C. Something along those lines. A equals C. Something like that. Something like that. We're not math people. We're sports people. Doesn't directly apply in this case, but just the point being, what we saw Sunday from the Cowboys and Giants, if if that's their true colors, you know, we'll we'll find out if it plays out like that Thursday. I'm going to be in a household of Giant fans when that game kicks off. That goes south quickly. Us on the cleanup crew, which is my uncle, my dad... Myself, my cousin, and one other person. We're gonna be who have who have no one of whom has an interest in the game. The others do not. Um, we're gonna be moving stuff really fast, <laughs> just like efficiency get out of the way. Um, yeah. Sleeper game. Gonna throw a sleeper game out there. At, at sleeper game 
out there at you, and it's Packers Eagles. I like it. I think this is a quirky Aaron Rodgers, actually like national TV, it, he cares for once, shows up. And that would play right into the importance of Giants Cowboys. So that's my sleeper game. I like it. Um, I try to choose a game we don't talk about. Yes, I would he does. Lions, the Bills are favored by almost double digits. I think it could be more intriguing. I think the Lions can hang in there for a while, and then maybe the Bulls put a Bills pull away late, but you could get some offense to start your Thanksgiving. Uh, but to choose a game we haven't mentioned, I will say Falcons-Commanders. It's not the sexiest matchup, but you do have two teams that are hanging in there in the playoff race and uh, finding ways to win. It may not be the highest scoring game or the most exciting, but it could be a pretty important game for those two teams, you know, trying to uh, sneak into the postseason. There is no golf to watch during a oh, game. No. I know. <laughs> no golf. No, there actually, there is. I'm sorry. Oh. What, Dad? I thought Dad was trying to remind me that there's golf in Australia. Anyway. Oh, perfect. Uh, there's Gulf Australia and in South Africa. The the Joburg Open and I believe the Australian PGA. I'll get that um, clarified here momentarily, folks. Thank but, goodness. But uh, the, my game to watch golf during is that Monday night game. You cannot, and, and it doesn't add up, but you can't pay me to watch that game. Yeah, two, I two hear teams that. Going, I Broncos, Panthers. Um, yeah. Uh, not a lot of points. Take the under. I don't know the number is. Uh, it, will, it will be an offensive struggle. The Fortinet Australian PGA Championship. It's part of the DP World Tour and the Australia Asian Tour. Two events on the DP Can't World wait. Tour to kick off their season. And the person and player you are watching is... I mean, Zach Wilson's an obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, I would also say uh, Joe Burrow for uh, something we uh, briefly touched on earlier. I mean, the Bengals, they've scored over 30 points, I think five straight games, and you go up against the Titans, which is one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, that's an intriguing matchup on Sunday. Mike LaFleur, whoever the quarterback is, easy passes, easy, oh. simple, easy. We're looking for easy stuff. <laughs> We're not looking for Patrick Mahomes off his back foot flipping the wrong direction. It's not what we're yeah. looking for. You and me both. Uh, Justin Jefferson kind of called out the Vikings play calling because of Sunday. So, yeah, let's, uh, One, let's get some easy passes for both these offenses this week. Seriously. Um, who is your person to watch? I said Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's I'll throw right. in your yeah. Zach Wilson and Zach. He's out there. See, I'm I'm so I'm so thinking Mike Lafleur that I'm just I'm lost. I'm lost already. I hear you, Luke. Happy Thanksgiving. Likewise, happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. We shall see you soon. Take care.